let's talk about how discrimination still exists, sexual discrimination. We still have that problem. I thought we would have made more progress in those 50 years since the case that I was involved in with AT&T. I thought we would be closer to pay equity and equality and job opportunity, but we're not. We still face discrimination against women. Let's go back 50 years and talk about the case that AT&T made against AT&T. AT&T then had a million employees and was affectionately known in some circles as Ma Bell. It was charged with being the single largest oppressor of women and minorities in the country. That major case ended in a consent decree requiring affirmative action and job opportunity for women for real. It set a standard that other companies had to follow at the time. We broke old patterns of discrimination then. Can we do it now? What is the same about today and what is different? It seems to take three. In the book, in my book, Women, Power, and AT&T, Winning Rights in the Workplace, you'll see how now an organized activist group fighting for women, individuals in high places in the corporation and in government, and the federal government agencies work together to bring AT&T to heel. There are more activists now, though not as organized. There are many individuals in high places arguing for women's opportunity. So what about the government? There's the big difference. In the 70s, we had an aggressive EEOC. We had a powerful civil rights division in the Justice Department, and we had a Department of Labor with an Office of Contract Compliance that had teeth. We had a Women's Bureau that was bent on making sure women workers were counted and noticed. The story is really about how those agencies and the National Organization for Women and friendlies in the corporation like me worked together to change the workplace. It took several things. It took audacity. Audacity of the attorney from the EEOC, David Kopas, who had the idea to intervene in a case where AT&T was trying to get increased rates. It took courage. Women organized within the corporation openly. I mean, we even had a pin for the Women's Alliance. And it took working together on the details. It took those of us inside the business talking to those who were working on the case. What did we learn? We learned that you needed to know the details. You needed to know the structure of what you wanted to change. You needed to have leverage. You had needed to find some way that you could exercise power over the corporation. And you needed audacity at every step of the way. When the consent decree was signed between AT&T and the EEOC, personnel practices changed. Significant back pay was awarded. And honestly, we thought the world had changed. We flew out of the 70s, riding on cases like that, and on the words of Helen Reddy's song, I Am Woman. We were ready to take on the world. And many women did. No longer did a credit card have to be in your husband's name. No longer could your salary not count in mortgage negotiations. No longer did want ads appear in Men Wanted and Women Wanted columns. 
and no longer could jobs be held for men only. Not all of that came out of this particular case, but it was what was happening at the time. And we thought it would last. It didn't quite turn out the way. It wasn't quite perfect when we actually tried to uh, mount that ladder. But we've made progress. Now we are still fighting for more cents on the dollar, for better opportunities, for improved or existent childcare. The problems may have moved, but they are still there. We need more women in positions of power where important decisions are made. There is still so much to do.